Hey everyone! Hello! We are back for another episode of the Grim City. Oh, yes, yes. This is why we leave the singing to Madeline. Okay, but like this is why we do it together though. Yeah, you're right. Because we harmonize. We do. Ready? Well, three, two, one. Grim City! And all of our listeners' ears are bleeding. Welcome back, y'all. So sorry. Please keep listening. <laughs> to another episode of The Grim Cities. We are your favorite horror podcast. We are based right out of the Twin Cities. Yes, we are. And we talk about creepy, spooky, paranormal, sometimes true crime. Just all things spooky, creepy. And grim. Ooh. What? Hence the name. Hence the name. Got it. And usually we talk about stuff here in the Twin Cities, but sometimes we talk about stuff beyond. Yeah. I mean, you and I are both travelers. We are travelers. We love to travel. We like to visit other countries. We like to learn things outside of Minnesota. We do. And we want to impart that knowledge upon y'all. Yes. So. We do what we can. Sometimes we talk about things local. Sometimes we follow our hearts. We do. Speaking of following our hearts, every episode we start off with what we call horror headlines. We do. Yes. And Madeline, could you tell our listeners what horror headlines are? I would love to. So horror headlines are things that both Tiana and I like to talk about. Horror-related topics that we have maybe read about. Maybe we saw a movie. Maybe we experienced something ourselves. Yeah, kind of something that's piqued our own interest that we want to share. Yes, there are a multitude of things that you and I always love to talk about in the beginning of this episode. So do you have a horror headline? I do have a horror headline. I also have one, but mine is very small, very little. Do you want to go first? Sure. We'll just get it out of the way. Not that it's not fun, but it's just, it was something I passed by and I got really excited about. Yeah, that's what this is for. Yeah. So I was driving to my boyfriend Jake's house. Shout out Jake. Hey girl. I don't think you listen, but one day maybe. (laughs) What? So I was coming from the Quarry Target. He lives right by there. And for some reason, I took the other way around. I think there was like traffic or something. I don't know. I took the back road around. So if you all are familiar with Stinson Boulevard and 35W, that's kind of where the Quarry Target is. Mm -hmm. If you keep going down Stinson, it turns into the residential area. Mm -hmm. Well, if you go down just a little bit, there's a park back there. And I was driving past this park. And what? Do I freaking see on my right hand side, but a hair salon? And I said, what? Oh, it's just a normal hair salon. What? Okay. Until I looked at the name. Guess what the name of this hair salon was, Madeline? Ooh, some kind of a, some kind of a play on the word die. No. Oh. So this hair salon is called Cryptid Hair Parlor. Why? And its logo... What is that? Is a really cute ghoul of sorts. Really? Yes! What? I know! So this is where I'm going to go get my hair done all the time. I wish you would. Look at the logo for this Cryptid Hair Parlor. So shout out to Cryptid Hair Parlor. I've never met any of you. I've never been in there. But But it's so cute on the outside. And we love your name. And we love your name. And maybe I'll go get my hair cut there sometime soon. Let's go together. We should. It's right off of, like I said, Stinson Parkway in Minneapolis. So not too far from the Quarry Target. I'm going to show you this website, Madeline. Yes, Look at I want to. Look this cute logo. Shut up. Can you describe to our listeners what the logo okay, looks like? Okay, yes, I would love to. So there is this aqua colored ring. Yes. And in the inside of that ring, there's a purple backdrop with 
this kind of monster that is smiling. Yeah. He looks so happy. Or she looks so happy. Or they. I don't know. Or they look so happy. And then at the top it says cryptid and the bottom it says hair salon. It is a very cute. It is a very jubilant logo. I know. And so I drove past and I honestly did a double take. It was one of those moments where I was like, oh, you know, hair parlor. And then I was like, oh. What? And then you're like cryptid. And you know that the people who work there have to be like fun horror people like us. Yeah. And I have so many questions as to like why that name. Right. That's what I want to know. I'm and not you know what I'm the name thinking. Choice. I'm saying I love it. Tell me more. Exactly. And you know what I'm thinking, Madeline? Sponsors. <gasps> we got to reach out to them. Sponsorship pending. Exactly. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> So yeah, that's it. I just, I drove past it. I thought it was super cute and I thought it was super related to our podcast. And I was like, oh shit, do I have to go get my haircut here now? So. That is wild. I know. Okay. Cryptid so, hair parlor. So the answer is yes, we do have to get our haircut there. Correct. And my horror headline, I'm going to piggyback off of yours. What? Yeah. Do you have something related-ish? No, but I just decided I do. Oh, I love that. Okay. So when you were saying that you were driving around the quarry yes. in Northeast on St. Anthony. Yes. Simpson, I thought maybe you were going to talk about the Dairy Queen that you talked about in season one. I was going to say, I have talked about this previously. You have. I honestly thought you were going to say like, oh, I passed by the Dairy Queen. Oh, no. But I will say, I was lucky enough to spend some time with my extended family. Yes. And that subject came up. <gasps> okay, let they, me just quickly pause because I was also lucky enough to spend some time with your family. I know. Actually, <laughs> right before we recorded this episode. OMG, it's like we chose this topic. I know. To weird. lead right into it. Weird. Okay, but I did actually not know they were in town. And no, so it was like yeah, a no, fun surprise. And you also didn't know that I would have been able to tell you that. Right. So I had the pleasure of meeting a lot of Madeline's family, mm-hmm. uh, extended family. Shout out to Sheila. Sheila. Christy. Christy. Christy's my godmother. Mm-hmm. Becca. Becca! Hey, girl. That's my cuz. And that is Sheila's daughter. That's Sheila's daughter. Mm-hmm. Then there was Joe. Joe. That's my godfather. Yes. Christy's husband. And unfortunately, I was excited to meet the infamous John. I know! But John, he was not there. Uncle but that's okay. John. I still will meet him eventually because we are going to go out to Indiana, to Evansville, to visit them. So, mm-hmm. John, don't worry. We'll still meet. So, we were able to all get together before recording today at a couple of breweries. because Hence why my... Madeline is oh wasted. I, I am so sorry. I know. <laughs> but, yes, I've had a few. <laughs> to be honest, so have I. So, yeah, it's okay. So, but that's okay. Yeah. We're having fun. We're having fun. So, one huge shout out and loving thank you to my entire family. Yes, they are honestly mm-hmm. some of the loveliest people. And you know what's funny? All of them, including yourself, y'all kept apologizing. And I said, no, 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 honey. I don't think you understand. My family is the same way. I felt at home. I well, truly felt at home. Can I also like tell you? Can I also tell you yeah. that they were all thinking, oh my gosh, we have to explain ourselves. And I kept saying no. to them, 
you literally do not. No, no, no. <laughs> and then they met me and they said, oh, shit, he's worse than us. <laughs> but I mean, we just try to make you feel as at home as possible the moment you walk through the door. Well, and I'm just happy that I was able to make you all feel better about yourselves once they met me. So it's great. It's a win-win, honestly. It was really great. Yes. So we had a really lovely time. Okay. So the, one of the reasons I want to bring this up is because I just want to say thank you so much to all of you guys. We love you. Thank you for listening. Listening. Thank you for encouraging us. And also thank you for saying, well, what the hell? Where's the next episode? Honestly, so keeping us get, accountable. Yeah, keeping us accountable because we need to get our butts into gear sometimes. We really do. And I also wanted to say this because we recently received another email from John. We did. So again, I'm really bad at checking email. So I only found out about this at happy hour. (laughs) So I wasn't aware. So I actually haven't read it yet. No, that's okay. One thing that I want to say is that I usually jump in and I read it first when I get the notifications. Mm -hmm. So I think that sometimes the notifications are gone by the time. That actually might be true. So Uh, it really is all your fault. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I take responsibility. Perfect. But (laughs) would you be willing to read it? I would love to. Let me pull it up. So this is from my Uncle John. A regular listener and a regular emailer of the podcast. Yes, exactly. So to spark some memory, John messaged us about haunted locations in Indiana Mm -hmm. after we covered some haunted bars in the Midwest. Yes. And he was the one to give us the Willard Library topic. That is correct. Which was only a couple episodes ago. Yeah, exactly. So he listened to it. He sent us another email. And I just want to say thank you so much, John, for both the emails and the topic idea. Yeah, which we love emails, by the way. Oh, yeah. Everybody else, step it the fuck up. Like, where is your email? Come on. Come on, it's not that hard. We type all day, every day. We're in 2023. We all know how to type. It's and fun. also, then you get another personal shout out. And we all love that. I just, I don't know. Well. So would you please read John's email? I would love to. Yes, perfect. Okay, so John says, Madeline and Dan, I just listened to the Grey Lady podcast. Oh, that was such a good episode. I know. I just listened to the Grey Lady podcast, and it was a great surprise. Sorry for the delay, but I was in the middle of an Audible book. Honestly, John, sorry for the delay of putting out episodes. <laughs> We're behind, too, so totally understandable. I was going to say, he was probably right on time. <laughs> right? Literally. <laughs> us who's behind. <laughs> He's ahead of us, to yes. be honest. Ten Oh, I also want to know what audiobook he was listening to. Anyway, thanks for diving into the Evansville ghost scene. Sheila and I tried to tour the library last Halloween, but all the tours were booked. Oh, no. And I didn't know that they had webcams going. Anyway, as always, great podcast. Oh, that's so sweet. And I can't wait to hear the next one. (laughs) We really need to get more regular with our episodes. But he loves to listen to it on his commute to work. He does. Oh, there's more to this email. Yeah. My offer still stands. Mm -hmm. If you are in the area, there will be margaritas waiting for you. Thank goodness. And there happens to be three craft breweries. Y'all didn't tell me this before. Within five to ten minutes of the Willard Library? I just... What the heck? (laughs) This is news to me. I wanted it to be a surprise because I knew you were going to read the email today. I would have been there like five times already. Oh, boy. Wow. But we got to go because I want to go do a tour on Halloween. I would love to, but we got to get ahead of the game and actually get tickets before it sells out. Yeah. So he says, we would be bound to find something that everyone likes. Can't wait to hear from you. Love, Uncle John. Uncle John, we... 
fucking love you. Pardon my French, but we really do. You are so amazing. Thank you for writing in. And yeah, we were actually talking about it today at happy hour. We're excited. We're thinking we're, maybe we're, yeah. fall. We are genuinely thinking October this year. Yeah, that would be so fun. So. I think that we're trying to avoid the humidity. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yes. I know, Although we get I know. humidity here too. I know, so. but it's so much. <laughs> Is it worse? It's already, as of today, oh. close to like 90% humidity, yeah, no, no, they no, said. No, no, no. And we're recording early April, just for reference. Oof. Man, that's crazy. But yeah, yeah, so it's on our radar. We really do want to come out and we're extremely excited. And thanks for this message. That was amazing. Yeah, we're very thankful for all of the support, all the love coming through. And, you know, I'm going to say this too. We should do a live one someday <gasps> and have all of them here. We really, really we should. should. Really do a live we could do it at like a local brewery, have friends and yeah. family. We could even do it like in my party room. That would actually be fun, too. Yeah. That'd be great. Oh, I love that. All right. Write that down, because I will forget. I will, too. <laughs> I don't have a pen, but I'll remember it. Well, we both have laptops in front of us, so let me just write it down. <laughs> <laughs> both of us are sitting here thinking, I don't know. There's no way. There's, <laughs> There's no, no way, way to make a note. <laughs> There's no way to remind ourselves. This is why we need help. Oh, no. Subscribe to the podcast so we can get a secretary. Or an intern. So we can get an intern, please. Thank you so much. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing down live podcast at brewery question mark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was lovely. I love that. I do too. Okay. We are doing a couple of recordings today, right? Yes. And one of the reasons we're doing a couple of recordings is because, Dan, tell everybody your news. Well, mm-hmm. I am leaving next week. Ugh. Uh, to Europe again. I love you leaving anytime. <laughs> you hate it. <laughs> but don't worry, it is not for three months again like it was last time. I'm literally only going for two weeks. It's a vacation this time. I love that. I'm not going to be working while I'm over there, which will be nice. But yes. Yeah, so I'm going to Europe for two weeks. So we thought we would just get some episodes in before I go and come back with even more content. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Dan. Yes. In the same spirit of what we did when you were living in Europe. Yes. I've decided that we should cover a topic (gasps) related to where you're going this week. Shut the actual F up. I will not. (gasps) Okay. Let me tell you. It ties in to information that I shared with you last year. What? Yes. So, will you tell everyone where you're going? So, I'm going to Amsterdam for Mm -hmm. a week to visit my friend Zach, friend of the pod. Shout out. Hey, Zach. You actually know Zach no, from Zach, college. Yeah, I know Zach. That's why I said, hey. His company is sending him to Amsterdam for four months for work. So I looked into flights and I said, $560 round trip. What? Yeah. yeah. I was oh like, my God. of course I'm going. But then I thought, well, if I'm going to be out there, I might as well make it worth my while. So I'm going to also go to London to visit some friends in London. And then I'm going to Madrid for a few days to visit some of my friends that I met last year. Yeah. Vacation. I love that so much. I'm so excited. Yeah, so those are my three locations. Okay, so we've already covered two of those cities. So in Madrid, we covered... Reina Sofia. Yes. The museum. And yes. That museum. I actually got to go visit. Yes. Which was amazing. Yes. Did you see any nuns? I did in the paintings, but I didn't see any actual nuns. Oh, well. I know. What a, Next time. What a shame. And also in London, or near London... The Fens. The Fens. Yes. The Swampyland. Oh, still so creepy. Yeah, so creepy. So the only place that you're going that we haven't covered is Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <gasps> Which, okay, before you even start, something just tells me that Amsterdam is extremely haunted. Okay, so I had no intention of talking about hauntings when it came to Amsterdam when I decided to cover this. Okay. But yes, it is. 
is. <laughs> I mean, how could it not be? Well, true and truly. So as you know, Dan, usually I'll pick a topic and then there's more about it that I'll discover later. Correct. So that's kind of what happened here. I love that. So Par for the chorus. Exactly. So how much do you know about Amsterdam? Honestly, very minimal. So that's part of the excitement about this trip is... Last year when I went on my trip, I did a little bit of research and I had gotten recommendations from other people about, you know, this is what you can expect there. I'm kind of going into Amsterdam blind. Like, obviously people have told me, like, go to the red light district, that sort of thing. You know, the basics. But other than the basics, I really know nothing about it. So I'm kind of excited. I'm just going to discover things as I go. Great. Okay, so I will say, hopefully you will visit the locations I talk about after this. I would love nothing more. Okay, so Amsterdam is the capital of the Netherlands. Yes. It's located on the west side of Lake Ijmir. Yep. It connects through a series of two other lakes to the Wadden Sea. Yep. And then the North Sea. Correct. And the North Sea is surrounded by Great Britain, Amsterdam, and the Netherlands. Yep. Sweden, Norway. Got it. That area. Yes. So it's like that water basin that eventually kind of reaches the Arctic Circle. Okay. Okay. So the location of this water basin allowed Amsterdam to grow from a fishing village between 1200 to 1585. Okay. To one of the biggest hubs for international commerce through the 18th century. I was about to say, it's kind of unfathomable to think that it was just a fishing village even that long ago. Like, it's such a well-traveled place that it just doesn't seem like it could have been a sleepy fishing town. Absolutely. Because, I mean, during that time, traveling by boat and through waterway was how everybody kind of went from country to country. It's the same way that Venice became one of the major hubs of international commerce. Right. So... That's kind of what put Amsterdam on the map. Okay. So as a main hub for world trade and commerce, the city also became a prime spot for what's known as the world's oldest profession. Ah, prostitution. Or as we call it nowadays, sex work, because it is a job. It is. Exactly. Yes. I love that. Yes. That's right. Prostitution and sex work. So even back when Amsterdam was simply a fisherman village, the entry canals boasted an opportunity for lonely fishermen to find solace and brief companionship. Wow. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, how many stories have we talked about on this podcast, even here in the States, where these small towns that were connected by waterways, the lumberjacks and whatnot, you know, they had brothels and all this. So it's it's, a very common thing. It is. And the history of sex work in Amsterdam is tumultuous, oscillating between both persecution and regulation and legalization. Right. But notably, progressive regulation occurred during the Napoleon Empire. Oh. So prostitution goes way back. Yeah. But this is just a highlight that I found interesting. Napoleon saw that his soldiers enjoyed the company, and he wanted to keep them both happy while eliminating the risk of sickness oh. as Napoleon conquered different territories. Okay. So under his rule, sex working was permitted, but workers had to receive regular medical checkups to limit the risk of gonorrhea, syphilis, and other sexually transmitted infections. Okay. I mean, they probably didn't have condoms or anything back then so no but still that's it's a significant move oh absolutely for somebody to like put regulation on something that yeah. was very much looked down upon right and to almost say you know this is gonna happen how can we do it safely yes exactly this is gonna happen how do we make sure that people do this as safely as possible exactly that's a really cool wow kudos kudos to napoleon wow so if an infection was found they were required to wait until it cleared up if it did yeah and they also had to show a ticket indicating their illness mm-hmm. or whether or not they were cleared from illness got it okay so prostitution can 
continues to be a topic of major discussion, but it has seen significant regulation and public programming during mm-hmm. this time to promote safety in the working community. Okay. So when you go, just know that it is very much regulated. Mm, interesting. I will say this too. So the red light district exists as one of the oldest areas of Amsterdam. Okay. Because of the canals that provide access to the different lakes and subsequently the oceans. Right. So De Wallen, which is what the red light district is known as. Okay. Officially is the oldest part of Amsterdam. It sits right on the lake connecting many roaming canals that access the North Sea. Interesting. I didn't know. Yeah. So that area where all those Amsterdam canals exist, that's a large part of the red light district. Okay. Because this being the world's oldest profession is also where the city first started to become established. Wow. When it came to people coming in from the outside. That's fascinating. Amsterdam is fascinating. I mean, yeah. So that's the red light district. And also, there's a ton of other things besides sex working. There are other opportunities and experiences outside of sex work that you can go and seek which some of I mean I'm only going for the sex work so Uh, yeah I know you're gonna apply for it yeah and here's the thing I'm not coming back I'm not joking about this and I'm also not down putting it because it's legal and regulated there. I know. Which means they actually have like... It's a real job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which it should be. But <laughs> so so weed and THC, for example, are legal. Mm-hmm. You can gamble in that same area. Ooh. <gasps> yeah. Do they have roulette? Because I love roulette. I bet. They have all of the kinds of roulette. Ah! So go and you do you. I will. But do you know what else you can do there? What? You can take ghost tours. Oh! <gasps> I mean, it is Stop. the oldest part of the city. Stop. I will not. Okay, Zach, if you're listening, we've done a ghost tour together before. So when I come visit, we're going. I swear to God, you'll do it again. Literally, you're doing it. So I thought I'd tell you about two of the highest ranked haunted places in Amsterdam. Yes, please. Both located in Duwallen. Okay. Which is the red light district. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> you already said that. Yeah. No, 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 no. I just, I'm reiterating. Okay. So the first is called Forgive me, I don't speak Dutch. Okay. But it's Bloedstraat. Ooh, perfect pronunciation. Really? I have no idea. That's so good. That's fine. <laughs> I so love it. Give me the confidence. So good. <laughs> it translates to Blood Street. Ooh. And it gets its name from execution and persecution. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So one theory on the name comes from the canals within vicinity to Bloodstadt. Okay. Which is New Marked. N-I-E-U-W. New Marked. M-A-R-K-T. Like New Market. Okay. So, in Neumarkt stood a prison where inmates were held and some were executed. After execution, the blood of the prisoners would run down mm. from Neumarkt to Bloodstraat. I was afraid of that, yeah. And so they say that the blood of those prisoners has caused those hauntings to continue throughout the years. Yeah. Well, I mean, if there's anything that's going to leave an imprint on a place, it's going to be blood floating down a river. Yeah, I would remember that always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just look at Chicago. Like, we remember when I was literally (laughs) just about to say that. (laughs) I mean... It's like when they dye the river green, but this is red with blood. All fish remember. (laughs) (laughs) Nemo remembers. Nemo will never forget. Nemo and Dory. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, so yeah, there's blood running down the river. Yes, and so obviously that left the imprint. And that's also why Bloodstrat is the name. Another theory stems from the history of the site of the Council of Troubles. Oh, like 
the troubles as in like the troubles of Ireland? No, no, no. Council of Troubles. Oh, okay. So I was like, were they related? They say that on that street, Bodstrad, there was a monastery, and that monastery was used as a haven for the Duke of Alba. Oh. The Duke of Alba was Fernando Alvarez de Toledo, and he was appointed by King Philip II of Spain to address the riots that were happening because of Calvinists that were rioting against Catholicism. Got it. Okay. So, Fernando Alvarez de Toledo, who I'm going to refer to as the Duke of Alba, was sent to Spanish-controlled Netherlands due to the series of riots against Catholicism in 1566. He went there to control him. And the group he put together was known as the Council of Troubles. Okay. A.K.A. Blodrad. B-L-O-E-D-R-A-A-D. Okay. Which translates to the Council of Blood. Ah. And the reason they were called the Council of Blood is because of the persecution that they pursued against those who were protesting against Catholicism. Oh. To add perspective to this... Fernando Alvarez de Toledo, who was the Duke of Alba, was sent by King Felipe II. And do you remember who King Felipe is? I should, but it is escaping me right now. So at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that this connects to past episodes. To put it in perspective, King Felipe II was the one that established a centralized hospital in Madrid that eventually housed... (gasps) Which eventually... Reina Sophia. Yes, 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 exactly. He was the king who said this is a centralized hospital in Madrid, but that hospital became the building that the Reina Sophia Museum is now oh, housed in. Oh my gosh, of course. Is that wild? That is wild. I know. So this person had such a strong impact on Amsterdam history. That's wild. And now we're learning about it. Well, and then it's not just Amsterdam's history, it's spilled over into other countries. Exactly. Like, yes. That's crazy. Yes. So the Council of Blood or the Council of Troubles, Mm -hmm. they persecuted and punished the Calvinists that had originally caused the riots and destroyed the Catholic churches, monasteries, convents, statues, burials, etc. So this is known as iconoclasm. So Dan, would you be willing to tell us what iconoclasm is? Yeah. So per Wikipedia, iconoclasm is the social belief in the importance of destruction of icons and other images or monuments, most frequently for religious or political reasons. Yes. Yeah. So they saw the people who were destroying all of these Catholic monuments as iconoclastic. Interesting. Which is why they were persecuted. Right. I mean, a lot of this is very similar to stuff that has happened in recent years here where like I mean it all repeats itself it all history repeats itself so Campton Franciscan Monastery on the street now known as Bloodstrat, the Duke of Alba and his army planned their persecution of those they considered heretics. Interesting. A really important note here is those that they considered heretics, because I'm guessing they weren't maybe the ones to start all of this. They probably just got wrapped up into all of this. So Calvinism is yet another sect of Christianity. Right. And so is Catholicism. Right. But it wasn't like the one they wanted. Exactly. So, right. I mean, this was especially on the verge of the Spanish Empire. Right, right. And yeah. The Spanish Inquisition that was happening throughout Europe. Yeah, totally. With the Habsburgs. Yeah. So that was what was happening. Oh, the Habsburgs and their goddamn jaws. They freaking... You know the Habsburg jaw. I mean... Ugh, all that inbreeding, girl. Oh, girl. Too much. 
Any amount is too much. Well, yeah, I know. I, that, I meant too much with the jaw. <laughs> too much. Oh, Like, it's too much jaw, literally. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, okay. So that's Bloodstrat. Yeah. You have to go there. Yeah. It's uh, in the city center. Oh that's my in the God. oldest part of Amsterdam. Wow. So when I'm done finding a companion yes. for the evening, I can go over to Bloodstrat. Mm-hmm. And explore the city, the you city sure center. Can. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. In fact, I encourage you to have a companion because you're going to be scared. I'm going to need it. It's going to be like I know I paid for the hour, but like, can you actually come? I'm very scared. And they're like, that's fine. <laughs> but every ghost I see, I charge more. <laughs> <laughs> this is a per ghost charge. Exactly. Dang. If only the U.S. dollar was worth more. Well, but it's not, alas. Well, you're going to want them to accompany you on Spooksteak. Oh, what is that? As well. So Spooksteak translates to Ghost Alley. Oh, <gasps> it sounds amazing, actually. Yeah, it's another well-known haunt in that area in the red light district. I kind of want to go solo. Do it. I will. Good. I wish you would. I wish I would. So it's actually on the northeastern border of Dewallen. Okay. And it's the center of Chinatown in Amsterdam. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I think you just enjoyed it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So originally it's known by its name from years ago, Zeedijk, which is Z-E-E-D-I-J-K. Okay. It's an alleyway that became known as Spooksteeg thanks to a local myth of jealousy, murder, and deceit. Ooh, sign me the fuck up. Perfect. That's what I was hoping you'd say. Of course. So it's been told, a tanner and his family once owned and lived in a tannery on Jadike during the 18th century. Like leather tanner? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, his two daughters, Helena and Dina, both fell in love with the same sailor named <gasps> Walter. A scandalous. Though it was known that Wooder had loved and preferred Dina, it didn't stop Helena from interfering. Out of jealousy, Helena murdered Dina by pushing her down. Her own sister? Yes. That's upsetting. Over a man? Come on. I mean, I know. No dick is worth that. No. Truly. Truly. Ugh. Anyway, continue. We've tried him. <laughs> so Helena murdered Dina by pushing her down the stairs okay. into the basement. So the stories vary on how she died exactly. Some mm. say that Dina fell from the stairs and died that way. Mm. Others say that Helena pushed her down and continued to bludgeon her until death. Oh, wow. Yeah, very, very violent. Oh, well, I violent. hope it was quicker than a bludgeoning. Uh, One can only hope. I mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But either way, Helena eventually swooped in and ended up marrying Walter. Oh, so he just gave up on it. He was like, well, she gone, so I'm going to marry the next best or maybe, option. Yeah, I, honestly, or maybe it's like I'm so heartbroken that like I just don't even care who I marry. Oh, that's real depressing on all fronts. Very. All right. Very. So I'm under the impression that they were married for a while mm-hmm. since it was on her deathbed in 1753 that she became overcome with grief and confessed to the murder in hopes of absolution. Oh, so that Catholic guilt came back for her. Yeah. See? Lifetime of guilt. She knew it. So she begged, but enraged by the betrayal and the loss of his first love, he denied her goodness and cursed her to an internal life of grief and torment. Ooh. She remains on Spooksteak, <gasps> where her screams and wails can be heard. Oh my god, I'm gonna go find her. Please. I think I will. So, I can tell you I think where. Yes, please. In a blog post published in November 2018, a woman named Becky Wicks tells the story that builds upon the one of Helena and Dina. Mm-hmm. So it's called Ghost in the Red Light, colon, A True Story from Amsterdam. Okay. And in her post, Becky Wicks tells the 
story of two women who were roaming the streets of Spooksteak in that area. So one block away from where the tannery once stood, two women stopped in a brewery for a pause. There on the wall, they saw a portrait of a woman with blonde braids. Taking note of it, they later realized during their visit that the woman in the portrait was crying. So, Dan, would you please read the citation that I took from her blog post? Yeah. When they went to leave a couple hours later, T stopped in front of the painting again. Her blood ran cold. She turned to her friend. Wait, was that girl crying before? They stepped up close to the painting they had studied meticulously just a short time earlier. On the grubby cheek of the troubled looking girl was a tear stain, a small, unmistakable streak of smudged watery black just trickling from her left eye. What? So I sent you a picture. Okay. Would you please describe it to our listeners? Yeah, but you're telling me the painting itself was... Crying? Extruding water from its orifices? That's what her blog post says. Oh That's God. what... There are rumors that Helena is the woman in this picture. Okay, this picture is giving me very much Midsommar. It's Ooh, yes, me, it's very Midsommar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It That's is... a good movie. Ugh, very good movie. Okay, so this painting is a woman, blonde with pigtails, and a red dress, very floral on the front. It's like very milkmaiden. Very milkmaiden, yes. Yep, it's got the kind of puffy shoulders, Mm -hmm. but she's a very young woman. She looks somber, but kind of what the description says that I'm seeing right now, there is a very unmistakable streak of black coming from her, what they said was left eye, but technically it would be her right eye. But but it's the left eye that we see. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but get your facts right. Hello. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looks like a teardrop. It's hard to tell from this photo for sure, but what's interesting is it does look like it's not paint from the same layer of the photo oh yeah it looks like it was something on top of the painting like a separate thing that wasn't originally depicted with the so painting. something that looked kind of like the painting had a tear kind of yeah yeah so people have said that this is a crying portrait of helena mm. they say that still in distress since her death this is a depiction of what she has been roaming the streets wow and, and she was the one who died yes So Helena was the one that killed her sister. Wooter was the one who said, I curse you to eternity. Oh, and so she's not sad about killing her sister. She's sad about being cursed to eternity. Yeah, I think it's both that and guilt of killing her sister. Uh, Well, you should have thought about that earlier. I agree. Well, just don't kill people. You win some, you lose some. So the story was also told on freakingparanormal.com. Okay. Which is where it was corroborated with the post by Becky Wicks. Okay. You can visit that site and find other interesting haunts and locations in all of Netherlands, including Amsterdam. Oh my god. Including the main square. Okay. Which is where executions happened. Wow. Yeah. And a bunch of other places. Oh my god, I'm so excited to explore you this. You should be so excited. I'm so envious and I'm so excited for you. I literally am going to at least do at bare minimum a ghost tour. If not, on top of that, a self-guided tour of the city at night after hours when it's most creepy. With your companion. With my companion. Yeah. That charges by the ghost. By the ghost. Yeah. So I better take out some euros. It's fine. It'll work out. Oh yeah. It'll be fine. I'll just rack up some debt. It'll be okay. I'm not worried. I'm a little worried about my I'm bank account. I'm a little account. worried, but it's okay. I'm not worried about anything but my bank account, but that's okay. 
You're going to have fun. Exactly. I'm so excited for you. Oh, I can't, I can't wait. wait to hear about it. Madeline, what a great episode. Well, thank you. I'm hoping that I can capture some sort of image of Helena for mm-hmm. you to take Please. back. And for the listeners, too. Yeah. Whether it's like the portrait or whether you see her wandering the alleyway where oh she. <gasps> Maybe she'll be my companion for the evening. Your payment is per soul. Oh, I can't. I don't have one to give. Oh, sorry. I promised that away a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Oh, my you. gosh. I'm definitely going to give you, like, a video chat. Oh, my God. Seriously, yes. Yeah, for oh real. Oh, my God, please. And I'll Thank be, God. like, being pursued by a apparition, and you'll be like, Dan, go left, go right, as I'm running away. Like, you'll be there with me. You'll be my companion i'm still per dm well we'll see and per ghost guess what i don't have to pay if i die just kidding i'm cheap yeah we know (laughs) well thank you everybody thanks everyone listening this is a fascinating episode i am definitely gonna follow up with more stories once i get back and let you and the listeners know kind of what i discover and what i unearth from all of these haunts yes Take pictures. I definitely Seriously, will. Take and I, I will. And I will share them on social media if I get anything like super interesting. And if you all have a place that you want me to visit, let us know. Write yeah. us in via email if you want at the Grim Cities Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Or if you just want to give us ideas or have a topic you want to listen to, anything really. To yeah. Or if you just want to say, hey, girls. Like John. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. Otherwise, you can also follow us on social media. Mm-hmm. We have three socials, Madeline. What are we they? Do. So we're on Twitter, yep. Instagram, yep. and Facebook. Yep. And our handle is at the Grim City. That is correct. So until next time, live your best afterlife. Live your best afterlife. All right, bye. Love you. What Z kind of dicks? <laughs> Z dicks? You wish. <laughs> I wish. Yeah, you do. Ah!